calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hi, I'm Alexis Ohanian. You may know me as one of the co-founders of Reddit, but more recently, a large part of my identity is being a father to my wonderful daughters. In my podcast, Business Dad, I hope to open the conversation about working parents a bit. You'll get to hear from a wide range of business dads, from Rain Wilson and Guy Raz to Todd Carmichael and Shane Battier, to find out how they balance being a dad with a successful career. Business Dad is available now, so be sure to listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, it's Malls. Thanks so much for listening to Please Advise. Just a quick message before the show. Don't forget to subscribe in iTunes. It's super helpful for us and super helpful for you. You can also call 323-450-7408 to get your calls on the show. Again, 323-450-7408. Or email askpleaseadvise at gmail.com with your voice notes or emails. Thanks so much. Hey, you guys, it's episode one, two, three of Please Advise, 123. Hey, my guest is Alexis Wilson. Hi, girl. Hey. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Welcome back to the show. Thank you. It's nice to be back. I know. We had you not that long ago, but I felt like your voice, like I just needed to hear it today. I feel also like this is the only way I get to see people. So like sometimes like half the time I'm like, oh, I'll book one guest that no one's heard. And then I'll be like, hey, friend, come over and play with me. You're like, hey, grandma, do you want to be on a podcast? Graham. Um, all my no, all my grandparents are dead. Dark, um, my bad. I know. <laughs> nice Actually, no, not on my dad's side. Just his mom's alive, but I she pretends. Well, no, she just like I don't know, whatever. She's Listen, on a journey. Hi, she is on a journey. Um, so girl, what's new with you? Nothing. You know, I watched um all ten episodes of the new Drew Barrymore Netflix show yesterday. Oh, was it good? Um, I can't really tell if it's good because I literally just like woke up at 630 for no reason and then it was on Netflix and I watched it. But it was like, okay, I love Drew Barrymore too, so I can't really I do give, too. Like, I think I have a copy of her book Wildflower around if you don't have it. Oh, I don't. I would like to give that to you. Didn't is she the one that like made like a coffee table book that just like hearts found in nature like heart-shaped things probably i mean that's like she would do that (laughs) now tonight now i know what i'm gonna do which is i've been like journeying being like oh i think i'm gonna stay in tonight now i'm like oh no you're renting boys on the side and you're finishing unpacking your house (laughs) i'm like really aggressively unpacking my house right now because my cousin liz who you met she came out here with her friend rach rach moved to hawaii um liz lost her phone her id and her credit card in my house we still have not found it <laughs> but we started the long complicated process of unpacking my garage garage which which has homed like 
70% of my earthly belongings for the last year of my life. So not only am I discovering all the things that like at some point in my life I desperately thought I needed, but that I've lived without for an entire year. But like I started throwing things away and then my little raccoon cousin would be, go digging through the trash and she'd be like, why are you throwing these pieces of ceramic plate away? And I'm like, because it was a whole ceramic plate and I just <laughs> threw it in there and now it's all broken. And then so then I had to create an art box and I said, anything you want to keep, any shards of glass you find that you want to <laughs> keep or weird pom-poms that got thrown out or whatever else, some fucking half of a sticker. You can put this in your bo- you can put this in your box and I said and you ca- you contain it to your box. And then somehow most of my house turned into the box. So I've been finding everything from pieces of an ergonomic ergonomic chair that I ordered on the internet to um, hair ties to Christina's and very important recording equipment to um, like a vibrator I was sent in the mail through uh, Jezebel back in 2008, like nice. in a box. And I'm just like, my crystals have a dog bone and a phone cord in them, <laughs> a piece you. of chocolate. I'm I mean, it's just box. like, I like literally need to stage my life. Um, I, yeah, I'm like concerned now that you've pointed out this crystal situation. <laughs> And I started, like, getting really into YouTubes over, like, just, like, watching YouTubers while I'm cleaning. And so I've been watching. That's, like, a dark hole. Oh, it's dark. Because, like, it goes far and wide. We're actually going to have Shane Dawson on this show in a couple weeks, which I'm excited about. Partially because I realized that all roads online lean back to Shane Dawson. That's true. Like, any fucking person you find that you're like, this is a very, like, strange, interesting vlogger person with a very interesting <laughs> subculture attached to them um and then i've never heard of them and then like you dig around and eventually like go look at my collab with shane on his channel and i'm like everyone's collabed <laughs> with shane so i got really into like catching up on what's been going on with jenna marbles because i was not aware of the original jenna marbles wave oh yeah and See, she, I was just wondering if she was even still alive recently. Because... No, she's doing very well. Oh, good for her. I mean, look, I figure if you are at least renting a house in the Valley, but probably could buy one. Yeah. You have a serious radio show. You make a bajillion dollars every time you put up a YouTube video. You have endorsements. Right. And a weekly podcast that is sponsored by like Bowl and Branch. Like I'm saying once you get that Bowl and Branch, (laughs) I don't want to talk about this company because I feel like they really fucked me. And I want the audience to still know that I'm feeling very fucked by Nature Box. We do not support Nature Box on this show unless they want to support us. Fuck your fucking sriracha cashews. I can't speak to them because you've never sponsored me. So I don't know what they taste like. But anyway, they make good money. So um, Jenna was saying one thing that I picked up through her that I'm like, yes, I do that. All girls do that. It was like a why do girls do this type thing video. Goo hoarding. You know what that is? No, it sounds really Caucasian though. No, it's not. Oh, okay. It's literally having a million different like different types of hair products started and like hair products that you've been holding on to for like okay. two years and like little jars of creams and makeup that you're like, I c- haven't used this. A normal person would throw it away, but I'm yeah. a chick. So I'm going to hoard that shit yeah, yeah, yeah. until it's all used. Cause God forbid you throw away a half used beauty product. <laughs> oh no, that's like demonic. No. <laughs> Who would ever like, do that? At one time in my life, this was important enough for me to spend $40 on it. 
So even though I used it twice, was underwhelmed with the results, this ship right. will stay in my possession. But I always like, I feel like I wish there was a way for me to like give that or like donate those things to someone. Because it's like if I, I use a body wash and I know I don't like it and I'm not like an insane person that put like arsenic in it, like why can't I just give that, you know? I know. To, I like, think that way too. I, I know. Exactly. And I guess the one thing that they always are looking for and will always take in that vein are samples. But it's like, I'm not giving up my species. Yeah, no, not my samples. No. no, that's what I travel with. <laughs> like, right. like I'll, just instead of instead of a regular bag of beauty stuff, I just smush every birch box, every failed birch box into one plastic <laughs> right. bag and bring it on the plane. It's a mega birch box. Um, but OK. Alexis, moving on from all that shit. Right. There's a game that we play on the show, and we haven't played it in a long time. Okay. Really long time. People ask for it to come back sometimes. Sometimes people say they're bored of it. <laughs> but it's been a very long time, and it's one of my favorite games. So I would like to play it with you. Perfect. It's called Do You Fear That? Okay. I probably do. The answers to the questions are yes or no. Um, but <laughs> you can also elaborate if you have okay. a really strong feeling about it. <laughs> okay. Feel free. Okay, so um, first one, being naked in front of someone who is angry with you. Y- yes, I guess. I'll tell you the background on this one. <laughs> this was a late addition, but I accidentally was running a half an hour late to a spray tan appointment because I got the, uh, the time okay. wrong. Yeah. And my phone died while I was driving out there. So, like, not only did I, like, have half of the directions, like, not on my phone, but I had no way to communicate this woman. Right. So I pull over at a CVS. I get a phone charger. I'm sitting in my car and all of a sudden my phone goes up and like I have like 16 texts being like, hello, this is so rude. Don't ever waste my time again. Don't bother calling me for a spray tan, blah, blah, blah. So I like text a girl and I'm like, OMG, I am so sorry. My calendar said three o'clock. I realized you're right. I was supposed to be there at two o'clock. I'm like exfoliated. I'm ready to go. (laughs) I can come. I'm parked outside of your house. I can come in right now. Or I can leave. And she was like, just come in. So I was like, okay. So then this woman who had just like basically berated me, like answers the door. Her apartment is bizarre. Like it has like a carpeted living room with nothing in it except for a mattress in the corner and like some newspapers on the floor. And then in the kitchen, she has like the little spray guard set up so that like she doesn't spray organic spray tan all over her belongings in this rental apartment. I'm sure if she lived there, there wouldn't have even been a screen. Um, but th- like if she owned it, but like I had to then get fully naked in front of this woman and have her be like a foot away from my bare vagina right. while she's spraying me knowing that she is hating me. Yeah. Like that's very scary. I not down for that. I absolutely fear that. And that was the day that I realized that I'm stronger than I know because like <laughs> if you were like, like I used to have a hard time at the very beginning of getting spray tans, like. I would just go to the machines that do it for you and you have to like yeah. do like aerobics inside of it like in right. order that it gets all your crevices. But then I realized if when you get like the individual spray tan, well then, you know, they're going to make that chin looks extra thin. They're going to get in there and like do the contouring and then they're going to maybe do a little bit of your abs. I didn't realize until now that white women have it so easy. Like there's no <laughs> way for me to have my entire body contoured. You can't just have You're your abs painted You're all filthy liars. Yeah, like I didn't realize until just now I that you're the- all just lying to yourselves and all of us and but well no they're not because <laughs> it's not fair they're it's not, not. Li- they're not lying to all of you because you know them as soon as you see them because they're orange well yeah but still you're like that orange i just thought they were like skinny. orange with good cheekbones like no, no, it no, never no. dawned on me this is something hmm. 
Deep space. Yeah. <laughs> Fire. So now I fear both being naked in front of someone that's mad at me and white women. More <laughs> than I did before. I, I sat down to record this podcast. Do you, f- you fear deep space as well? Yes. Fire? No. Food in countries you've never been to? Yes. I'm just like a picky eater, though. Yeah. The dark? No. Unexpectedly seeing a naked adult? Yes. <laughs> Clown. You know, you know how many people answer like, no, I'm not afraid of that. And I'm like, well, oh, so you would just like handle that fine. Right. Like you just see a naked human being for no reason. And you're just like, oh, yeah. Like, I mean, like, I'm not saying like you actively walk around fearing seeing a naked adult, but I would say anytime I would see one and I wasn't expecting it. Startled. Clowns. No, I think I also think that's really weird. Like, I don't understand the clown fear. At I'm all. terrified of them. Why? Can you explain this to me? Because it's demented, because none of them are really happy. And I'm not sure how they're supposed to bring happiness to How do you us. know they're not happy? Because their faces are painted and, and they do demented things. And it's just it's that's not a real that's not a genuine way There's, to express okay, happiness. I'm honestly calling bullshit on people being scared of clowns. No, like, they're terrified. I think they're all just dramatic. Yeah, but like what? Like, has a clown ever done anything to you? Scared me. <laughs> that is what they've okay. done. Okay. <laughs> what, they've, Got it. what they've done to me is scare me with their visual clown, appearance. Like, no one that has ever said that they're scared of clowns has been like, oh, well, like my brother showed me it when I was six. Oh, you no, know, no, no, like, no, no. It's like that. I saw clowns like at a, at a parade when I was a very young child. Couldn't wrap my head around why it existed. Was upset about it. Are you scared it. of like Disneyland characters and no. stuff too? Like this is just so weird to me. It's the vi- It's the vibe of a. Um, we have you know. Stephen Ray uh, Morris on the other podcast is afraid of mascots because of a Chuck E. Cheese incident when right. he was a kid. <laughs> Understandable. I think that mine springs from being at a parade when I was a little kid and seeing a clown come at me and being like, that doesn't feel like the clowns in the fun cartoons I've seen. This feels like a clown. <laughs> this feels like a weird, sad man with crazy ass makeup and a one piece suit that has polka dots all over it. Yeah. I mean, good luck on that journey, but. No, I'm not scared of clowns. Oh. Do you fear wags? No. Do you fear <laughs> sleeping alone? No. <laughs> uh, getting caught co- talking to yourself in the car? E- no, I guess. No. Little person porn? Um, I fear most porn just because, like, on a surface level, because I'm, like, not sure how they ended up on that journey. <laughs> like, sex slavery is, like, a very real thing. So, yeah. like, I personally, like have like a lot of deep thoughts like i'm just like it i just like get into a k-hole of like oh my god were you kidnapped at knott's berry farm when you were 12 and like now you're doing porn or are you just very sex posy and you wanted to do porn you know like i'll never know from watching the porn right exactly i totally feel you on that it's like sex posy or life gone wrong right uh germs yes saying a new word out loud for the first time Yes, depending on what it is. The idea that you might be the only person in your friend group who doesn't understand the movie you just saw. Yes, because if it's like about like a fear of clowns and I'm absolutely confused. And everyone's like, dude, that was the most logical movie I've ever seen. And you're just like, why me? I'm like, no. Yeah. First dates. Yes. Finding out that you've been suffering from a severe mental illness your entire life. (laughs) Well, I like checked that off a long time ago, but I do fear that like. Like, I feel like bipolar doesn't show up in women until, like, 
It shows it's a, too late. It's, it's, it's like we're in that prime time, baby. Yeah, like you've already just like excommunicated everyone, and then someone tells you, and you're like, okay, great. Like, where were you at Marissa's birthday party two weeks ago? You know, <laughs> exactly. like, yeah, that's very scary. Watching mold grow on nature shows. No, <laughs> what you'll see when you look in the mirror. Yes, Lena Dunham's success. Yeah, just like her in general is just like. I it it's scary. I don't know how it happened. I don't know why it's happening. I don't like I just Was there ever a time you were into Lena Dunham or are you just over her now? So like, I mean, I watch girls. I I like like the show. I think only because I just like like watching people that are messier than I am. I'm a total Jessa. Yeah, a little bit same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've got some Jessa in my chart. Um I can't say <laughs> that I've ever liked her. Like even when I started watching the show, I was like when are they going to kill her off? But right. they just haven't. So yeah, here we are. They're going to kill off the star of the show. Yeah. Uh, dancing in public. Yes. Singing in public. Yes. Missing out on events or parties. It depends. Like if someone's like, you should have went to the bar. Uh, having to go to events or parties. Um, no. No. You don't fear that? No. That you're a fraud? <laughs> These are like really dark questions. I know. I don't think. No, I don't think so. No. That no one would ever romantically love you if your face got burned off with acid. Yes. You do fear that. Yeah. And also my sister was in the Air Force for a long time. And I remember like having this conversation about how like her saying if she ever got like her limbs blown off that she just wanted to die. And like, I think I like I'm, I'm like on that journey too. like I just don't like and it you don't want to live terrible. in like a facial disability. I just don't want to live with anything that I that I've like gotten used to having. You would be surprised at how many people have rolled through here and be like, no, I have no, no, I think I'd be loved very much. Well, if, like they should probably see a new therapist because I like, mean, they should all, they should all find each other because yeah. it's like only, you have to be, if you're that arrogant, right. they all deserve each other. Right. They're like, no, my personality would carry me. <laughs> right. Like, no, like, uh, I'm like very much floating by on like my looks at this point. Like, no, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, the, it has to be the combo of like, you can tolerate my personality right. and you don't think I'm hideous right. or like other than that, we're kind of screwed. Uh, mispronouncing someone's name every time you see them and never being corrected. Yes. Spending a week in Times Square. Oh, God, yes. Contracting an STD. Yes. Blindly reaching into a bag of jelly beans and putting one in your mouth without looking at it. Oh, my God. I would, yes, that's terrible. Going through TSA. No. I'm so terrified going through TSA. Why? You're a white woman. No, because I'm Catholic and I think that I have like heroin and guns and like um, I'm like someone slipped like someone slipped GHB into my system before I, mean, I left. And well, I like now that you mention it, I'll me. change my answer to yes because like the movie Broke Down Palace like has fucked me up significantly. So you never know what someone's going to slip into your backpack. When Ryan Bailey and I were traveling to do our documentary, I got patted down at both airports because I had a splint on my hand and like they literally at one I was like please don't go through my bag please don't go through my bag because I had a weed pen in there and like I've always been like I can figure out a way to explain this away but between the pat down and the weed pen like literally it was 6 a.m. we were at the airport and I was like the Burbank airport opens up at 6 30 a.m. and we are getting vodka sodas I was like I was shaking like I was like shaking before we got on the plane and he's like oh are you afraid of flying I'm like no, I'm afraid of what we just went through. I hate TSA. Oh like, I hate those motherfuckers. Yeah. Needles? No. What's in tap water? 
Yes. Spending a month or more with your family and only your family. Yes. I like, yeah, my mom for one year for Christmas, she like booked us this like European cruise Uh instead of Christmas gifts. And it was only like seven days, but like that was too much. And like, luckily with cruise ships, like that's like the best family vacation because you can just like get lost and like not have to see your family. Right. Like there's no cell service. Like literally no one can find you. (laughs) And there's like unlimited shrimp cocktail. So like that was cute and cheeky. Yeah. Yeah. But then like, when the ship would dock and then they'd be like, Oh, do you want to go on this excursion? Like, like, yeah, I do. But like, not with you people. So then you're, you know, like you have to, I'll go with another group. Yeah. I'm like trying to find another cruise ship family. Sunday nights. Yeah, uh, I'm unemployed. So absolutely not. That you have bad body odor or breath and no one knows how to tell you. Yeah. Commitment. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah I guess the way I answer this question mm. Becoming homeless? Yes. Change? No. Accidentally falling in love with a stripper or sex worker? Only be like, I guess yes, but it'd, it'd be like very superficial, like what people think about me, not because of like that person's job. What do you mean? Like you'd be like, oh, like. Like, I think that if I was like, mom, my boyfriend's an escort, that oh. like I would never hear the end of it. Like, okay. I don't really care like what his journey is. Like, right. Good for you. Like, yeah, bring those dollars. But like, I like that is like would not work out well for like my family. Because you're think. very like sexually uh, aware, I would say. And like, <laughs> I, I don't I'm trying to I'm not trying to put words in your mouth or feelings into your vagina. But I will say that I you're very uh, liberal. and um. <laughs> You really, I think you honestly are one of those people I know that, like, if you were like, yeah, like, my man did a scene today with, like, two dudes and three chicks. Like, it was an orgy. Yeah. Like, I think I could see you being that person I know that dates a guy that does that. Yeah. Like, I would just never watch it. But, yeah. You know. But, like. He- I, like, I know this girl that used to date this guy that I guess is in prison that, like, he's, like, a gay for pay porn actor. I don't know, like, how they met or, like, what the journey is. But, like, I just found out. But he's having fun in jail. Right. Well, I guess not because he's not getting paid for it. Right. Well, but I mean, like once but, yeah. once you, you you learn how to like it and then once that's your only option. <laughs> no, I mean, like if you're doing gay for pay work, you're probably learning how to like that's it. That's true. Yeah. I mean, you at least have to like vi- like facially be tolerating it. Right. Yeah. So good point. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. But I don't want to I don't want to speak to anyone's scenario. Vomiting. <laughs> yes. I hate vomiting so much. So is Christina. Bugs. <laughs> No. Being fisted? Yes. Yeah. What are Christina these? just made a fist <laughs> yeah, and like, raised it next attacked. to her microphone. <laughs> okay, no, this is leading up to this is not this is no longer a vice podcast. This is a sexual torture podcast. Okay. Christina's just warming her fist up. Um, <laughs> unusually good looking people. Ye- no. The dentist. Yes, dentistry is so archaic when you compare it to like the rest terrible. of the medical industry. Like, it's terrible. Like, I they, it's hate just it. So weird. Death. No, I'm like embracing it. Like, I wake up and I'm like, why isn't the fucking meteor hit? I lean in. Uh, knowing <laughs> what your hot dog is actually made of. No, I love hot dogs. Like, I'm probably like gonna get a hot dog on my way home. From you here. like don't even care what's in it. No, I actually have to go to Home Depot. They have hot dogs at Home Depot if you want to come. Why do they have hot dogs at Home Depot? <laughs> they just like. And by the way, like, 
Logan, my friend Logan, who you met, he like also will regularly snap me. He's like, hey, I'm at Home Depot getting a hot dog. They're so fucking good. Like, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I love hot dogs at Home Depot. Like, (laughs) Like, I've never heard of this. Because think about it. You're, you know, you're either in the middle of your busy day. I was going to say, like, I guess like Home Depot is a place that I'd want to sell hot dogs because like when you're at Home Depot, you're going to be like hungry. It's like Costco. Yeah. Where it's like you're kind of there for the day or it's either like a stop in in the middle of a busy Saturday. Yeah, like regardless, like you've been through some shit and you just want to hit that like one dollar slice and you want to get a like a hot dog yeah. or something um okay crying in public yes i think it's so weird i cried in public the other night at a thai restaurant about the election and i had to like start about how like the women's march was and i like started to get choked up <laughs> and i said to my date that i was with i was like everyone thinks you're dumping me right now and yeah. It was- <laughs> I, yeah i like the last place i cried in public was bottega louis Oh. <laughs> oh, we're like, oh, well, the chicest, guess, hardest restaurant yeah, to get it. Oh. I guess I'll just kill myself oh, now. Just, Thanks, ladies. I just cried at a shitty Thai restaurant in Hollywood. Sorry. Oh, sorry. sorry. Yeah, no. Yeah, I cried in Bottega Louis, but then I got like, you know, <laughs> and, like the, the pasta was good, you know. You were crying because it was so good? No, because my life is in shambles. But the good thing about Bottega Louis is it's so loud there that you could probably kill someone and like no, no totally. one would notice. So that's actually like an Agatha Christie yeah. novel. Like, I highly recommend. Just like someone got murdered in the middle of like the <laughs> hottest restaurant in town and no yeah. one noticed till the busboy tried to pick up their body. Right. Um, I highly recommend crying in Bottega Louis. Being with a man who's crying in public. <laughs> God, no, please no. Being arrested for a murder that you didn't commit. Oh yes, yeah. Especially that's, like, because biggest. I watched The Night of recently and mm-hmm. like. I mean, like, if you watch it, like, he's just so stupid to the point to where you're like, how could you be this stupid? But, like, I'm here to tell everyone listening that, like, I would be that stupid and end up in prison and, like, leave prison with tattoos and, like, a heroin addiction. Okay, so you're from here. Yes. So you know, you might know of this, um, but in Bakersville, Bakersfield? Bakersfield? Bakersfield, Bakersfield yes. sorry, I keep calling it Bakersfield. Bakersfield in the 80s, in, like, 1982, this family like got involved into this child molestation case where basically it set off this whole like thing in um in California in the in Kern County where over like 30 people were accused of molestation over a period of time and a lot of these people were found not guilty but the movie we watched for Mother May I Sleep with podcast was with my friend Adam who's my friend Jackie's husband and he's from Bakersfield and he was telling me <laughs> That this was the beginning of like satanic panic and everything. But what happened was this couple who did not molest anyone were like the nicest couple in the world were dragged into this case because their family friends' daughters had a crazy step grandma who had like literally a mental illness that made her obsessed with molestation. And these people were accused of it. The police can like coerce these boys, their children and the and these other little girls into giving a full confession saying that they were being hung from plant hooks and like being orally copulated oh and like God. literally the the worst shit you could ever be fucking accused of. Ever be accused of ever and they were put in jail and did not get out for 15 years. I would like I would kill myself. And like and like it was Virginia Madsen did an amazing job in this movie. Because her performance, like, you just see this, like, really sweet woman and she goes into jail and at first she's confused and she's trying to be strong for her boys. But then you just see her die. Like, yeah. Like, I don't think I would last 15 seconds in jail. 
No, and of course, like, and so as a pedophile too, and mom, and, and right, and like we know from watching, we know from watching Sixty Days yeah. in that the only thing you can be in jail that's worse than a pedophile is specifically a woman that has somehow hurt your children, right? Like, um, whether if you kill your children or if you molest your children, you yeah, are like if you like worse. stepped on your dog's toes once, like you're not going to do well. They don't, yeah. Like, women do not deal with this. So, like, this woman was getting the shit beaten out of her, like, when she was just in jail, but then when she was in prison, they had to put her in solitary. It was just, like, it was absolutely insane. And considering, like, she never even did it. So I asked Adam this. I said, would you rather be accused of, and this is, like, awful, like, a huge terrorist attack, like, something like the Pulse nightclub shooting, or molesting four kids in a sex ring where you, you were renting them out to people in motel rooms, like they said in the movie, hanging them up on hooks, um, blowing your own child, um, what making them watch snuff films. Like, that's that. these are the things where they were accused of. And I said, would you rather be accused of, uh, like, an act of terror like that or, yeah. or molesting your own children? I'm going to go with act of terror. Me, hands, that's yeah. what I said. And he was like, I can't decide that. Like, there's always someone on Reddit that's going to be, like, riding or dying for you if you, like, did some weird terroristic act, as sad as it sounds. But, like, you can't bounce back. Reddit low-key, though, has, like, a very open open arms policy for like, <laughs> they really if you if you're if you're a pedophile willing to admit that like you have a problem but you've never acted on it like you were, oh yeah like that's your place they, like, like, that's your they, tribe like, they, that is your tribe exactly <laughs> like, that is your tribe so okay um heights no the idea that your worst enemy might be right about you um you know what i'm gonna go with no on no that one yeah because like thinking about it I don't I can't really say that I have like enemies that I like don't like verifiably know are like insane people. Yeah. And like, I mean, you know, these people that I've had issues with. I've noticed that it's a pattern that like if someone's like literally insane, they'll call the person they're having an issue with unhinged. Yeah. So like that's my trigger. Like if someone like uses the word unhinged, I'm like, oh, you're a fucking psychopath. You're, you're a monster. <laughs> yeah. Like something is like snapped in you that makes you think it's okay to like be able to be qualified to call someone unhinged. It's just the lazy man's like, it's yeah. the lazy man's diagnosis of like yeah. something that they can't understand. Yeah. It's a like when you're kidding, you're like, well, you're stupid, you know, or like calling yeah. someone. Yeah. Like it's just like the like the easy way to just like try to get at someone exactly. When in reality, like I think we both know that like we're unhinged. So like, yeah. why would we care? It's like also like thanks for the update. Um, but like I, that's like it's not a that's not. I know I'm unhinged, but like yeah. not in the way that you mean it. <laughs> right? Like I'm, and there are plenty of yeah, ways in which I'm I like, am unhinged. Yeah, I'm like I'm very unhinged, but like not because of this argument we're having, or right. like because exactly. you're right. Because anyway. Um, well, Alexis, thank you for sharing all the things that you're fearful of. I feel that you are a pretty fear-based person. Oh, yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I made that list. And, like, I always am surprised. It's, of course, it's usually, like, the white guys that are like, no, I'm no, like, no, 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 yeah, no, no, no. And I'm like, oh, really? You want to get put in jail for a murder you Which, didn't like, commit? Yeah, like, in reality, like, white guys are afraid of just, like, being nice to people on Tinder. So, like, <laughs> stop. <laughs> like, literally <Girl>. don't. <laughs> um, so let's take our calls. Yeah. Hi, Molly and Christina. This is Sam from New York. I just snapped you saying that I would call, but uh, I just wanted to let you know that I marched in New York. I know you guys are talking um, about your experience at the Women's March, but I don't really have a question. I just wanted to tell you that it was so amazing, and I can't wait to hear what everybody says that you talk to. Um, I like still just have this pure energy and craze. Like I used 
haven't been able to calm down, but in a great way. Um, and that goes with ev- for everyone that I marched with and everybody I talked to. We're just so like next level ready to just get it done. Um, I guess my question would be like, what do we do now? Like, I just feel like all we, all I hear is I just want to march and march, but like, what, what are you personally doing as a next step? I mean, I would love to know. Um, and I, yeah, I can't wait to hear what everyone told you. Uh, yeah, thanks. Bye guys. Hey, um, well, I mean, I mean, you said a lot of it. What am I personally doing? I donate to Planned Parenthood every month. I donate to the ACLU. And I am very vocal on the platforms that I have about being aware of this stuff as much as possible. Um, There's a lot more things you can do in your individual state and area locally that I'm sure you have the names of all the representatives that you need to be calling if you have them. There's plenty of lists of that stuff out there. Um, but I don't, I mean, other than that, I mean, I think that there's a lot of like, I, it's hard to say a blanket statement because there's no like one thing that you can do, but there's lots of ways to get organized in your area. I think what, um, I mean, I think what ultimately you can do is just continue to stay on top of it for the next four years and be aware of what's going on as much as possible. And it is really hard. I was just saying on like the last, episode like when Beyonce announced her twins like my timeline was like Beyonce Beyonce the world is ending the world is ending the world is ending Beyonce like it was just like it was very hard it's very hard because we also want to enjoy yeah stuff like Beyonce's having twins um uh, yeah. and and like enjoy our pop culture and enjoy all that shit too but um there's it's 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 really also difficult to keep up with everything that's going on in the world and in the news and every day there's a new thing to call your senator about um what do you what do you think alexis um i think that she should probably like hit up a soul cycle class just from that like i just want to march and march and march i'm a little worried by how energized she seems <laughs> i i just don't want her to like hurt herself did you go so, to a march in la i did not go to a march um because um let's see how do i put this i personally as like a black woman didn't wasn't really down with like a lot of the people or like a lot of the people that I know that went to the march. Um, not really down to be like marching alongside those people that are like literally only concerned about white women being able to get IUDs. Like that's not my journey. Right. Um, I do donate to like Planned Parenthood and like ACLU, all those good organizations when I can. Um, but to me, marching isn't um effective. I mean, like obviously. And by that, I mean a lot of people like marched on that, you know, Saturday and then like on Sunday we're back, you know, benefiting from their white privilege and like having high credit scores. So I don't really to me like while it was nice and like I'm glad that it happened and there was a great turnout and I think that there's like a lot of positive change from it. I can't say like as a awareness. I think Yeah, yeah. All of that good stuff. I can't really say that like as like a black woman, I thought that it'd be effective. I think that like. I read this really good piece about how, you know, a lot of the reason that a lot of white women marched was because they're afraid of being treated the way that women of color are treated. And I, you know, definitely agree with that. And, you know, someone asked my mom if she was going and her response was, no, it's their job now. And like, I like that's exactly the answer I have, because it's not something that I, you know, think that I personally would like directly benefit from. I, you know, you know, I've like gone through some like really 
unfortunate white feminist yeah you know experiences in like in the past year alone and to me like none of these people marching have even checked in on me to see if like i'm okay without even you know the donald being president so right like i'm definitely like not gonna like go and hold your hand and march with you because like you're concerned about your well-being one i'm always concerned about mine i'm sure there's definitely a lot of people that were there with that attitude too but like that's yeah why i also wanted to do the women's march special because it gave me like i got the opportunity to talk to like a hundred different people mm-hmm. from literally all walks of life and i was shocked at some of the reasons why people were there including like one woman i spoke to who was like my I can't afford my son's medication and yeah. if our you know I mean like everyone people were there for so many different reasons yeah and like it was you know there definitely was there was like I think a lot of like girls that were in their early twenties I found that they were the most act like the most vocal but also the most unforgiving of you know, oh, I don't think that guy's being a good ally right now. I'm like, yeah. he is actually. He, right. he is like, it. it's like when when we start like, be, I mean, there's just. Um, it's weird because it's like, I think it's necessary to ch- like try to like identify those people that are like there for not that reason. But at the same time, it's hard because it's like you don't necessarily have that right to like tell a guy that he's just like being a fake ally because he's at a women's march when like in reality, like I'm sure there was at least one guy that that was like, they're trying to roofie a young girl, but like that doesn't mean, yeah, you know, I mean, it's different. Everyone, you know, that was the really cool part is that everyone was there for a really different reason. Everyone was there with different people. Everyone had a very unique history and like, they're definitely, I think, you know, I think there was a lot of superficial, there are a lot of superficial reasons why people go to something like that. They want to be included. They want to be seen there. Whatever I think that, like, even, like, someone that was, like, actively following along on social media, I think it very quickly turned into, like, who could find the funniest or, like, quirkiest sign to post. Right. So that was, like, unfortunate. But I I do think that, like, there were – I know people there were there for, like, great intentions. And I do think that it was, you know, a good thing ultimately. But I think with most things, especially when it's, like, activism, like – there's going to be some like shitheads in the bunch, but like, obviously that's not yeah. speaking on the whole March, but it's interesting because it's like what it's unfortunate. I think for me to hear that, like someone's there because she can't afford her son's medication when it's like this March was like mostly populated by like women wearing vagina hats and like, like that, like had you not spoken to that woman, like who was going to ask her that, you know? So like, that's kind of like depressing to me that like, so there's people there marching for like, very valid, very scary reasons that probably weren't heard because there's like just this sea of, you know, hot pink poster boards. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I was going to say there like a lot of I've heard I've heard from a lot of women of color um about attending the march and a lot like a lot of ones that I know didn't attend the march for the reasons that you said. Yeah. And the women uh cuz I went to, I did go to the LA one to get tape for please advise. Um and there was a lot the, of the women of color who were there, a lot of their signs were about intersectional feminism yeah. and like trying to explain the importance of that and trying to break through um, the the feminist color barrier. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, yeah, like I was thinking about that because I, I was well, I was wondering like, well, if all black women stayed home, like who would have made those signs that are like about intersectional feminism? Because had those women that you saw not been there, like it would have just been a like a show of like who could like paint the prettiest vagina on a, you know, a sign. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, 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 it's a really difficult 
because I mean, I don't think it, I have to say fairly though. Like I have to say fairly that I don't think it was that superficial and I don't yeah. want to be offensive to people that there are a lot of people that don't just view themselves as allies. They mm-hmm. view themselves as like, I care as much as I, as much as I am capable of caring about someone whose experience I have never lived. Like I care just as much about them. And I understand, yeah. I mean, there are a lot, I mean, no one, I've long known that there's like literally nothing worse to be in America than a black woman. I've long yeah. known that. Like that's the hardest thing, especially coming from a single mom, knowing that like I basically am statistically only better off because my mom was white. Like right. it's not a, it's not a, it's, it's something that I definitely know. And like, I feel like a lot more people were aware of that than especially in just in activism in the past than I have seen. I feel like yeah. that was maybe it was because it was also in DC and a lot of people who would come to something like that from Baltimore or some or like, yeah. you know, they know right. a lot of those white I was gonna women, say I think there's a big difference too in like the pictures that are, and like the things that I was seeing coming out of the DC March versus what I was seeing coming out of the LA March. The ambient is very different in our two episodes. And that's one thing I commented on with Christina is that in ours, like there's an, in, in, in DC, there was no, um, kind of like rest. Like there was no like silly time. Like, right. People were Yeah. Happy. Like you're there for a mission. Yeah. But then when Christine, in some of Christina's tape, you know, Christina's having a conversation with someone about a very like serious thing. And like, you can hear their friends in the background, like being like, Ah, like so and so's getting interviewed. Or, oh, look at that! And like, yeah. it just was like, it like where almost, we got a brunch? And it's it was like, like no, a, babe. <laughs> it was almost like a street party. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, and no, that exactly. Part it, that part of it was like, okay, it's nice that like seven hundred fifty thousand people came out in LA, right? I bet at least two hundred thousand of them were there just to be there, which is why I didn't wake up when I woke up in last week and was could have gone to LAX for the um, protest there. Yeah, I thought about it for two reasons. One, I feel significantly less safe going into LAX by myself as a female. And two, I woke up at 125 in the afternoon. I hadn't made it a priority for me to be there. I was catching up on my sleep. Like, I had been traveling for two weeks, and I was like, I am going to read everything I can. I'm going to retweet anything to the timeline that I think people wouldn't see if it wasn't. Right. But – like I wasn't gonna go and be disingenuine. And, yeah, like, and I was gonna say I think we're in. at a point to where it's like there's probably people that like follow you that were like, well, why didn't she go to LAX? When like I think that like, like I mean, me knowing you, like I know that like those are very valid reasons. I know that you probably do think like I'm sure you don't agree with you know what's no. going on, and that like you are internally protesting this. Ter- but, like, I mean, it's terrifying. I worry that we've gotten to a point there. that like me not going to check in at LAX like means that I'm not doing as much. Like, whereas, you know, couldn't be for that couldn't be further from the truth. I think it's, it's kind no. of like this weird gray area. I mean, it is really terrifying. I think that there's like just people being like held. Like, yeah, I got so annoyed because there were people visiting, uh, in my work situation. And they were complaining about, like, yeah, it's great. They want to, like, you know, stand up for people. But, man, that really, like, threw my flight off by, like, yeah. two. And it was impossible to get a cab. And I kind of just, like, dead-faced them. But I didn't say anything. And I wanted to be, like, you think that was bad? Like, people were being held for days away from <laughs> right. their family. Like, there were there was a five-year-old like a boy yeah. who was, like, not even with his parents for, yeah. like, a day. And it's just, like, stop being I, – I understand, yeah, like, like wanting wrong to gripe your, about it. But yeah. it's just, like – if you have a little like self-awareness and not to do that publicly yeah like yeah. what's wrong with your brain that like makes you like 
upset that you were delayed for two hours and there's like a literal child <laughs> like right. away from its parents. Right. It's yeah. And that's when I start to think that people must not really understand the reality mm-hmm. of it where they're like, oh, like what? That's cool that they chose to protest at the airport. And it's like, do you know why they were protesting there? Like, do you understand what exactly was being protested there? Right. It's not because this is the place where people fly in and fly out. And yeah, I guess that makes sense for immigration. Yeah. It's because there's people being it's funny yeah. there. Because it's always people like, well, like, why is Black Lives Matter blocking off the freeway? And it's like, because of you, dummy. Because like you, like you as a person, like wouldn't have even known there was a protest going on unless they disrupted your day. And also because the LAPD is holding like nine bodies right now. And I love that that you tweeted the other day like, oh, I can't believe this happened. And like someone tweeted about how something happened in liberal Southern California. And it's like. Actually, and you wrote like someone called me. What? Yeah, said. like I mean, I was born and raised in Southern California. I get really irritated with people thinking that like California is this like free for all. I mean, I was called a nigger when I was six. So like, for me to like go on Facebook and see someone post like, I can't believe this is happening in California. Like, this is why I moved out of you know like bumfuck Kentucky. But like, and listen, that's babe, the person like- who doesn't realize L.A. has the most murderous police squad. Yeah. They're, they're holding the bodies of, I think it's like nine people or something like that. Their families have yeah. no idea. They died in police custody. Their families have no idea what's going on with the bodies. They don't even care what's going on. They just want to give the bodies a proper burial and the police won't return the bodies. Right. Like, yeah. that's that's not that actually doesn't happen in bumfuck kentucky that's happening here right and i mean like and it happened even like before the election people like oh like like california's gonna go you know democratic anyway it's like that doesn't like none of what you're saying matters like we're right like there's a lot of people of color in this state and like there's even more like i mean racism at that point you know and there's i mean everyone that i know like all my friends of color are struggling and like so for people to like act, it just like it seems ignorant to me to to go online and be like say that you can't believe that someone had, you know, a swastika spray painted on their storefront in California because like that's all I can tell you that's always been happening and it's probably going to keep happening just like it does everywhere else. Yeah, mm-hmm. word. I was gonna say even in New York it's the same thing. Like yeah. I was called a spick when I was six years old. Like yeah. that's how I learned. You know, I learned that. I learned that I was different. Yeah. Um and. You know, New York has had some pretty intense, like, race-related, like... It's weird because I wonder, like, why people think that, like, it would be any different just because... I mean, I guess people assume that because there's, like, higher... Like minority neighborhoods that higher it minority happen, but neighborhoods like, and then liberal ho- liberal Hollywood. Yeah, but it's like I mean I've like worked in entertainment, I've worked in fashion, I've still experienced racism, like I've still experienced sexism. Like we're not all just here, like making daisy chains and you know going to disneyland well we saw like the most a very extreme example of it in real time with the uber president over the last week one going like (laughs) starting out so strong and then just like quickly 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 buckling like step by step as as you saw from the public opinion the people who use his city which is largely younger people in the city yeah. that are you know the people like you and me that are like i'm not drinking and driving like right. I'm, and i'm also not getting in your fucking car because i've known for a long time you're probably not going to protect me against sexual assault right or have my back if i'm sexually assaulted in your vehicle well lyft has always been a superior service and that capacity and i had a lot of people come for me specifically which i thought was weird because i was so far from one of the people that like has even close to a big enough audience to like be an active part of boycotting yeah. Uber and like people like coming for me being like, you want me to lose my job. And I'm like, no, I don't. And they're like, well, that's who it hurts. It hurts me if you, 
you know, and like at the end of the day, look, every company is going to have some rich ass person attached to it right. that is that has questionable morals and are is either fiscally conservative or just a full blown conservative, right? Because then, of course, the news of course the news came out the next day that like one of the biggest investors in Lyft um, is. He, he gave a hundred million dollars is yeah. like the, as a, an ultra conservative who gave a ton of money to Trump. And like when you're dealing with any corporation, there's going to be someone in there. I think that the Uber guy versus the Lyft investor, the president versus the investor is so different, um, mainly because investors are always going to be wealthy. Not everyone can be Mark Cuban, who's a Democrat and who also broke yeah. my fucking heart by saying he's going to try his best to embrace Trump and help Trump however he can. Dark. And I think that, you know, at a certain point, people do that because it's like if I just speak as if I'm – if I speak as if I buy this, then maybe I can make more of an impact. I, I but, do wonder too, though, like how – I mean, like I think that like Mark Cuban, like I think his heart's in the right place and like trying to – I think there's a part of him that's like maybe not trying to like embrace Trump, but maybe is like genuinely trying to like – maybe be a voice of reason which is like I think astronomical he's odds backwards his way into it yeah like i think those are like astronomical odds for someone like mark cuban to like change donald trump's mind but i do like i i think i part of me understands like why like what someone would mean when they say something like that and like think like that they can be like here's change the that person's interesting mind. potential manipulation so, like, you see, like, how, like, wet Ashton Kutcher gets when he gets to sit next to Mark Cuban on the Shark Tank panel and, like, how Mark Cuban, like, totally gets off on the fact that, like, a cool actor entrepreneur yeah. like Ashton Kutcher is, like, hanging out with him. Like, the two of them, like, literally are getting off on each other's energy right. the entire time they're doing the show. So, like, I think that maybe Mark is, like, if I can take that ignoramus Donald Trump and, like kind of mirror that if I can make him be enamored with me because Trump is only going to be enamored with people who are enamored with him except exactly for people who hate him because he definitely has that Khloe Kardashian my haters make me famous attitude he does. and he is a he and Trump and Khloe have son uh no but it's I think that Cuban might think I bet I can charm the pants off of him and manipulate yeah. him which also just goes to show that you know, Mark Cuban might be a sociopath, but I, right. I'm glad he's a liberal sociopath. Right. Anything. Yeah. There's sociopaths can to be. be liberal too. Yeah. We're all out here. Hi, Malls, Christina, and guest. Um, I am 25 years old and from Utah. My question is I have been dating someone for the last few months and things are going really well and we get along great um he happens to be best friends with someone that i dated in high school whom i'm also still close with um and we have not told him so my question is how and when should we tell this person that we've been dating i would assume that it's coming sometime soon that we should tell him because we have a trip planned out of the country later this year um and i know you're probably thinking it's not a big deal it was in high school don't you know worry about it but the issue is this person was very much in love with me for a very long time even after high school and i always um kind of moved him into a friend category and viewed it just as a really good friendship and my concern is not so much for he and I's relationship, but for the guy that I'm dating's relationship 
um, with him. I don't want them, their friendship to go sour because of me. I would feel awful if, um, that were to happen to the person that I'm dating now. So, um, please advise. Well, I would say that typically this is the sort of thing that like, if you're a grown, if you're grown people that they should have, the guy that you're dating now should have spoken to your ex before you guys got serious and said like, man to man, I really, really care about this girl. Um, you guys have, you're, you know, she's moved on. Obviously I would like to be her boyfriend, (laughs) giving you the heads up, not asking for permission, but just saying like out of respect. And, um, I think that the, I think that the only way you could have gotten out of this clean is if he's in a relationship now, your ex-boyfriend, and that he's in love. That's the only way you could have gotten out of this clean. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that she, you're kind of, like, fucked regardless. You're fucked. Like, unless he, like, runs off with, like, Miranda Kerr, like, you're both going to look like assholes because you're already in a position to where it's like you were behind his back in some... Wait. I also want to say that, like, I love that men are just so oblivious that, like, he doesn't know that his best friend is dating a, a, a girl and then, like, be the girl that he used to be in love with. Like, I don't know what's wrong with men, but I hope they figure it out soon. They just don't talk about shit. Like, like I, I think when well, they I get together, they're just like, oh, you see. What are they doing? Thing? Are they just, like, jerking unless off with he each like other? thinks unless he like thinks that his friend is already dating someone, they're probably not going to be like, so are you fucking anyone like. I think that guys think that now are a little the, bit I think, different. Honestly. I love our guy voices. <laughs> hey, bro. What's going on, bro? I think that, like, honestly, like, either some, like, real gossip girl shit's going on where, like, he knows yeah. or, like, we should be worried about, like... I know, this. these two boys. I mean, obviously, you're not going to ruin that close of a friendship if right. this happens because they don't talk because, about like, real even, shit. Like, I mean, if they're getting together and, like, playing Xbox or, like, jerking off whatever guys do when they're together, like, <laughs> this would still come up. Right. Like, like men are always talking about like whose boobs they're touching or like whose boobs they want to touch. Are they? Or is that like just what we think? No, there's no way they're not. Like, right. No. I would love to just like plant a microphone somewhere in like a guy's like man cave or something. Right. But there are also guys that have like their guy friends that they talk to about stuff like that. And then they have their guy friends. They like literally they just game with, or they just talk about movie shit with, or like, but they're still maybe their best friend. Wouldn't it have come up to where he was like, Oh no, like I can't make it to whatever because you know like no because you know because like this is one thing i've nerd nerdist (laughs) one thing i've noticed about myself is that like i oftentimes when someone says like do you have plans um or like can you hang out tonight i'm like no sorry i gotta go to a movie with like so and so and so and so because i haven't seen them in a while but but like then with christina if i'm like can you hang out today she's just like no like I have plans Christina. already. I'm kind of a guy. And I'm like, she's just like no. And like I think that guys just. Like, I'm like accept- I'm always like I got a thing I can't do. Yeah, and it's just like, and that is what that's how guys do it. Is they're just like I got Whoa. a thing, and so I think that that there's that, and like also like I think he probably is like oh this is just like if you've got like a thing it's if and it's a girl it's probably also just, some random just like shit from Tinder. 
Like, well, for one thing, I'll say that now I think Christina's like a drug lord or something. So there's that. <laughs> I told hey, you. Oh, is weird... that because I'm Hispanic? Yes, actually. <laughs> she has a weird secret life. It has yeah, nothing like, to do with something race. Something is going on. We need to talk about Christina. This, this new bitch would that we be shady no matter Kevin. what color she is. She yeah, has some like, weird shit going real on in her life. But also, real. I want to say, just people like not have like Think Instagram. like motels. Like $60 motel is like where oh, I go come with Christina. I don't know, Christina. Why would you spend money on a nice hotel room when you can just take these randoms down to a $60 motel <laughs> make it make that money spread out that's true that's two nights service. of fun the, exactly of but yeah, also but I'm, I'm, wanna, in 2017 I'm going to try to be better about incorporating not your compart- drug lord life no. <laughs> with your friends not compartmentalizing <laughs> yeah, parts not, of your life yeah not okay. compartmentalizing parts I have no idea what life. goes on in Christina's life so I, I'm, instead I, I, all I she's realized- left me to do is fantasize about her like <laughs> flopping her tits over the freeway <laughs> <laughs> I realize that it's affected some of my friendships, obviously. <laughs> I was going to say, someone here's a little salty with, like, not knowing the full rundown with your schedule. Well, no, because it's like my life is, like, and my life is just, No, like, I get that. Like, I'm very open. Like, if someone's yeah. like, hey, can you? And I'm like, oh, no, man, sorry. I got to go see my gyno, then my therapist. You know, like, I'm yeah. just, like, giving way too much information. Yeah. Well, like, I probably could just say no. <laughs> Molly asked me what I had for breakfast once, and I was just like, cereal. And she was like, what kind of cereal? Well, and I was like, why do you need to know? that well that's like a very valid <laughs> question like, so like but also it's like let's table that because like, that's also weird it's like that's aggressive like that's like very aggressive to be like what'd you eat for dinner chicken oh what kind of chicken because there's like you know i want to yeah i want to go with I you could have had like a chicken parm doing. or like you could have yeah. like a rotisserie chicken i want to be happy for you right like, like take I me on wanna... your journey i realize that now yeah. i realize that you want to be happy yeah christina we just want to know what kind of fucking chicken you're having okay like but, literally but like i also want to say like do these people not have like instagram or twitter or facebook like how like I'm sorry. I'm calling bullshit. This guy, there's no way this guy does not know what's no, going on. No, he doesn't. On. Guys are, because guys are also fucking oblivious. They don't hear. He, people speak, like, when you meet a nice guy like this, like, if a guy, it's possible. I've had to explain to so many guy friends of mine. I'm like, you okay, because you are a nice person, <laughs> you don't understand that most of the world is speaking to you at a pitch that you can't hear. Like, like, there's things going above your head, like fucking fake laser beams in a movie, like the way that the radio is moving all around us right now, but we can't see it or feel it. But had we had one of those tune-in devices, we could hear all those sounds that are happening all around us right now. There are a lot of people that have no fucking idea what's going on in their environment because they aren't open to the frequency. Well, I just know. Like, how long? Do we know how long she's been dating? There's No. I think not you know, like, she's 25, so I'm guessing that they probably it's probably been a month and a half. And and like because 25 year olds don't get six months into something and then worry about it. 25 year olds are like, oh, it worked out Babe, for a week. Like, I'm in love, baby. I mean, like I'm 24, and like there's a lot of shit that happened six months ago that I tabled. I'm <laughs> just not trying to touch on. No, but I'm saying that like but- if you were secretly dating someone for six months, you wouldn't be able. You wouldn't have hid this back for so long. There's just, there's something afoot here is what I'm saying, Malls. Like, something in the milk ain't clean. Like, there's something not adding up. He needs to go. Uh, I think you just need to let it happen I, like, when honestly, he's abroad here's, and write him a letter. Like, here's what I theorized. They all had a threesome once. And, like, he thought that those two, you know, were done. It was just a threesome. Just a little fun on a Saturday night. What if she says, I'll give you one last blowjob, but you have to accept that I'm dating your best friend. <laughs> that could work. That could probably work. It's 2017. Like literally crazier shit has happened in is these, your like, mouth two available months. is your mouth emotionally available but listen i think I, that yeah. he has to your guy your 
your ex's friend needs to be the one to bring this to his attention because even though you guys are still buddies, like this needs to be a man to man thing. This but is one do of you, the few but, things I mean, I'll say. This is man to man. But she's been friends with him since high school. Like they're, I think they're both. They've equally all been good. friends since. High well, yeah, school. but like that's what I'm saying. Like, they're all but like she equally has a sexually. Friends. She has a sexual former relationship. She has a love relationship with this man. That is dissipated, but this man was in love with her for a little bit too long. He's not going to take this news from her yeah, in a true. normal way. He has to have his guy friend go to him and say, I started something with someone that I know at some point in your life meant a lot to you. Yeah. She has moved on from you. She's been moved on from you. And in fact, now she has moved on to you from yeah. like, from you to me. I think they should just like buy him a nice gift card to like Subway or whatever his favorite place is. Because like this, like I'm like my point is like they've already fucked themselves because like he's going to feel betrayed. Get him a hundred dollars to the restaurant of his choice. Yeah. Like let him just like Cheddar Bay Biscuit it up because like a Tinder Pro update. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like buy him like a Tinder Pro update and then just like call a day because like he's already going to feel betrayed betrayed by two of his good friends like his two best friends which is obviously like statistically worse than just your one friend and men are always gonna be weird about like yeah their first great loves like the first like three great loves that's like those are the ones that like i think all of us do like our first like three boyfriends like the one that like took our virginity the one that took our innocence the one that took our trust like those are the three <laughs> that our we, money. <laughs> the, those are the three that we fucking like jam on yeah. for eternity. Not to mention like men are just like babies and like not all mentally there until they hit like 40 anyway. So like right. he's got a lot of things going against him. Like just like please pad this as nicely as you can. I mean maybe you should take him maybe his your your new guy should take him out for a meal before he goes abroad. Yeah. And say this to him because if he's going abroad like this is an awesome opportunity for I think the other thing that you'd be doing which is a really big favor to him that it may not seem like a favor but it is is you are really setting him free. You're really giving him the opportunity that yeah. he needs to accept the message that not only are you no longer going to be an option for him and something that he can hold out for, but that you're happy with someone else. And when he comes back, he's going to have to come to terms with that. And I think that's what's nice about that is that gives him extra incentive to use this time abroad to move on, meet some people, hook yeah. up. Like, I think that's the dream, right? Like, yeah. if I went to a foreign country with, with in the back of my mind, thinking that there may be a chance of my high school girlfriend and I getting back together someday, and I... But she's going on a trip with the boyfriend, isn't she? No. Oh. He, the, the guy that... I think that the guy that she used to date in high school, her current boyfriend's friend, is about to leave the country for a while. And oh, so, I thought her and the boyfriend were going on it. No. Okay. And so she's like, he's about to leave the country. Like, do we say this before he leaves? Do we say right. nothing? Do we do we just and I think that you have yeah. mano y mano, sit down, have him take him out to a nice dinner and say, <laughs> you know, I want you to have the time of your life away. And I also think it's important that you know that Sam and I have or whatever her name is, has and I have decided to see each other we're seeing each other we're really enjoying each other she wanted you to know this i want you to know this we both really care about you enjoy your time abroad i also want to say if this guy um and she'll blow you is like 510 or above and has like a good credit score and is good looking i'll take him off your hands like (laughs) i like as a feminist, I will take one for the team. Like I just, mm-hmm. I feel like we're overcomplicating this. As a what, what, what credit score range are you looking for? You know, mm, I'd like to get like a mid six hundred. You know. Oh, honey, I think you can go for the, yeah. I I know. Like as sad you as that sounds. You can go for the seven hundred. Uh, listen, ladies, like don't 
don't do this to me, okay? Not in I front know, of everyone. Like, I have to like go out into the world. Not after in this. front of company. Don't, yeah. Don't gas me up and then yeah, send me out. What if my grandma listens to this? Um, I think that like I think it's funny that we're putting this much energy into it because there's like very good odds that he's just like, yeah, bro, whatever, and then just like, oh no, there's very good odds he's gonna freak. There. But what? we're we're not what? giving him enough credit because there's like a very like honestly, they're twenty five. Do they deserve any? I know serious, you. <laughs> like honestly, like I don't know like what's wrong with me, but like I don't get emotionally attached people like romantically. So like if if I was this guy in the situation and someone told me this, I'd be like, hey, and? like yeah, like I'd probably be like on Tinder while they're talking to me in the first place. So right, right, right. Like, there's a very good chance that this guy like already like has Tinder Plus and has been like swiping in I Belgium, know. like lining up all the ass he's gonna get. Right. He's like exactly like, Ugh. which is like what we're not giving men enough credit in that respect of like how quickly they can move on. They just yeah. like, usually don't know. They've they been breadcrumbing all over the world. Right. Like. I had a roommate that did that. He we called it his Tinder Safari, where he just like got Tinder Plus for a month and like realized that he did the best. He did the best, and I think it was like Norway. So he like went to Norway for a month, like subletted his room. Can you just swipe anywhere in the world now? Yeah, if you're on Tinder Plus, you can just oh. be like, oh, what's going on in Algeria? You know? Oh, nice. Yeah, international house. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's take our next call. But update us on this and let us know how it works out. I really hope you both survive this because he's either going to be a murderous psycho. Yeah, send pics. <laughs> there's one, be, what? There's Alexis. Can I hear your guy voice? <laughs> I don't know, man. Just like how long have you been dating her? <laughs> <laughs> we also like Muppet Men. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, oh hey. hello. <laughs> Because it's all like also just like a hint of just like deep dumbness, just like lack of general respect. Right. Oh, hey, I'm a guy. Oh, uh. yeah. Are you like? Are you into anal? Like, no. It's and it's 10 a.m. Like, <laughs> no, it's 10. Like that's honestly like my like my Bumble journey. Like I get that the whole thing is like, oh well, men like women have to message first. That does not fucking matter when it comes to men because they will still ask you if you're into anal when it's 10 a.m. Okay, see, I've never had it that ha- I've never had that happen. Because you're gonna sit here and tell me that no guys ever like message you and no. ask if you're into anal. No, because I think I also just like there's nothing sexual in my profile. I also <laughs> there's nothing in my. I think mine says I like lobster rolls. Do you want to like- know what? Do you, this is what it is. Do you want to know what it is? It's that well, first of all, lobster roll may mean something you don't realize. But um, I want to throw out there that I have been told many times. That, like, guys just know not to even try it with me. Like, upon <laughs> sight, they're like, this is a girl. You have a no anal face? That will, n- I have a no anal face. <laughs> like, I think I have a, like, if you even talk to this girl about buttholes <laughs> of any animal species or whatever <laughs> things could happen with them, she will be so repulsed. She'll die. Hmm. I don't know why. That's I mean, nice. it's probably one of my great points of pride in this world right. is that people know not to send me a dick pic. Because one, I'll probably post it on Twitter. But more than that, it's just this. I, I guess I have a face that says this woman is not receptive to dick pics. That's crazy. I, that's really lucky. Or she's going to make my life a fucking living hell if I lead with this. So I, I thought that I had that face. But like recently, like, no, I guess. I think I've been the the soonest a guy has asked me about the potential of anal was about three to four months into a committed relationship. That is so nice. And even then, I was I'm surprised like, you didn't marry that guy. Like, that's honestly like the mo- that's like more respectful than any man I've ever interacted with in my entire life. Yeah, I'm surprised I didn't marry him too, but grateful I didn't. Um, <laughs> let's She's take- not about that anal journey at all. Let's take that next call. Hey, Miles. Uh, my name is Hunter. 
I'm 29 from uh, Texas. Um, so over the kind of the winter break, I had kind of a falling out with my sister. We are Irish twins, meaning like we're the same age for a couple months out of the year. We don't live in the same state, um, but I, uh, but we're super close and we usually text like every day. Uh, but when I went home for the holidays, I stayed with her a couple of days and she was just such a bummer to hang out with. Like she's always in like a bad mood and stuff. And she let me borrow her car throughout the day. And like I put gas in it. I uh, gave her full tank. Uh, she asked me if I'd run a couple errands for her, and I did. Um, she even asked for an oil change, and I changed. I got her oil change and paid for that, but it's kind of an older car, so it's kind of expensive. Um, and so I'm still a student, so I'm kind of balling on a budget. And so, but I did it anyway, um, thinking that she would pay me back for at least the oil change, not for the gas. That's fine because I was using the car. Um, but she, like, basically, she refused to to pay me back and she never really gave me a reason if she was struggling with money I could understand um you know but she makes at least three times more than I do um and so but it's weird because then when we go home to my to our family and stuff like that she's a completely different person she's in a different mood and so part of me feels like it's me but I definitely dealt like done a lot of self-reflection and trying to figure out like am I getting on her nerves or like am I doing something to like bother her but like I really can't kind of pinpoint it and so like my mom was super pissed because we got we were just kind of in bad moods the whole time uh when we were around each other um but i never really made a scene about it neither did she um but my mom could just tell that it was like something weird and stuff and so i told her about the oil change and she was like well she needs to pay you back but then now my sister won't even text me back so like i don't know what i did I, i've asked her several times if i did anything wrong but at this point it's like almost just kind of frustrating to the point where i'm like this is so stupid um but yeah so she just i guess thinks that i'm annoying i don't know um all my friends are kind of just that that know her too are kind of surprised by the whole situation but anyways i know it's blood and we should make up and different things like that but i don't i just kind of don't know what to do in this situation and so i guess i could just give her time but i don't know who knows but if you have any advice i'd uh love to hear from it love the pod uh christina and hello guest um it's uh, something I look forward to every week. Uh, not fighting with my sister in the podcast, but yeah. All right. Uh, have a good one. It can be really hard to have someone stay in your personal space, especially when it's like for a longer period of time in their family. Um, like I loved having my cousin out here. I probably would even let her live out here in like a tiny house in my backyard or something. But realistically like it's a tall order to have someone in your space and it's definitely a personality thing and there is a unique uh thing with family and that you know you can kind of be like just very straightforward and not passive aggressive with them and just be like i'm fucking disappointed or i'm not doing that or you're annoying me or like just kind of act shitty toward them because you know they're gonna forgive you um that's a very easy thing to do and I think that the oil change if I had to guess if I did that to a guest that was staying with me it was because I didn't feel like they were holding their weight when they were staying with me and that they were like either not shipping in on groceries or doing a job cleaning up after themselves. and it's like hey if you're gonna like borrow my car like you know very least put gas in it but unless you're like actively you know picking up after yourself in the house and throwing in for groceries um I, you know, I like it's you're a major inconvenience to me and this is only a benefit to you. And um, I would guess that because you said my sister makes at least three times more than me, 
you assume that her money is different than your money. Um, and I just like want you to know that just because your sister makes more than you does not mean that her money means less to you or that she necessarily needs to foot the bill for everything when there's two of you staying in a house. Like she doesn't need to pick up your meals. She doesn't need to be the one who gets all the groceries. She doesn't need to be the person that is doing all the physical labor, especially if she's working a lot more than you, um, therefore making a lot more. Um, I mean, it seems like she, it seems like she was annoyed about something that happened during this day that was in a major offense, but enough that she kind of just doesn't, she needs a break. Um, I just want to say, as someone who has an actual sister, Molly, no. I also want to point I out that... I have family that just stayed with me. I know, but no. But, like, sisters are very different. Like Okay. And I will say that, like, regardless, like, she had to get an oil change anyway. Yeah. So she would, and she would have to pay for it unless she's, like, giving out handy jades for you but know, oil changes. she would have probably paid... But normally, if someone was going to stay in her space for five days, they would have compensated by throwing in for groceries or something else. So it's not like she's just like, I'm going to scam my brother into paying for my oil change. I think it's like, no, you Maybe, can pick up the like, oil change. If that's the case, like all she had to do, like, so say like that's the case mm-hmm. and like she's salty about that. All she had to do when he said like, oh, can you give me that cash for oil change? Just be like, oh, hey, man, well, like I paid for X, Y, Z. Like, so like that kind of balances out. It's she's just being childish. And like, I mean, they're even mom agreed that she should pay him back. And once mom says, but mom also sometimes moms agree with their sons in an unfair way. Um, moms are so much more quickly to forgive their sons for basic petty human behavior that if their daughter did it, but it's be an mortified. oil change. Like he didn't delete something off the DVR. No, but this is what like, I'm saying is that I was raised that when you are a guest in someone's house and I'm only assuming that this <laughs> might be a scenario is that I was raised that when you are a guest in someone's house, you make it easier on them yeah. the entire time you're there, which means that you, if you're going to take up a piece of space and save money on a hotel room or whatever else and eat out of their fridge, you throw in on some groceries or you make sure that you take the host out for a really nice meal. Yeah. Or in this case, do something to help them out. Like say like, oh, you need, an o- I'll get you but an the, oil change. they're also 25. Like they've known each other. Like she, like it's her brother. Like she knows like what to expect, what not to expect. Like just like I know what to expect, what not to expect with my siblings. So right. you, I think regardless of like, but they're like, in this even new if, space where they're making money now, and he's still a student. He's I know, making but a judgment like, about her I think, salary. Like, I think regardless of like whatever her issue is, she's being childish in terms of like not just like being real with it. And like I think it's it's strange too because it's like she has it easier because it's her brother, and you can like you can literally say whatever you want to your siblings, and it doesn't matter. Like I do it all the time because well, I'm like, like that with you're Fiona, still but their I also siblings. would punish Fiona, like my cousin Fiona, who's you can like punish, you my can, sister. Okay, you can like punish her siblings, but like. You still have to, like, use your words like an adult. And it's weird if they text every day for her to just, like, start acting like this. How far apart are you and your sister? My sister is, uh, I think she's seven years older than me. And my brother is ten years younger than me. So my mom, yeah, my mom gets, like, a lot of these calls because, like, my sister and I are, like, two feral cats. And, like, yeah, <laughs> we'll quite literally argue over anything and... I mean, we don't text every day. Like, I'll share some shit on her Facebook wall. And, like, that's about it. But And Fiona and I have, like, a two-year age difference. And she's the closest thing I have to a sister. We spent the most – we spent most of our lives together. We lived together for a lot of our life, too. And she and I – like, I always try to do everything I can when I'm with her because I do feel like the big cousin, like, the big sis to her. And that – 
So, like, I know, like, she's a, you know, was going through hair school. Like, I would pick up our meal when we were out together or something like that. And I think that's the kind of thing that he's saying that I was hoping that that sort of deal would sort of be built in for me because she makes three times more than me. And I don't think that, you know. I think he's wrong in assuming that. But, like, I also also think that, like, he's thinking that it's his sister. It sounds like there's some big favors, though, that were also there. And it's like, just because someone's your sister – you're not little kids that are are in the same house sharing the same stuff. Like your sis, like it, Christina. I know who you are as a person. I know that you you have a brother, so you probably think you know more about this than me. But I also know you as a person, and I'm going to tell you that if you had to go stay at your brother's house and you were sleeping in a room in their house, eating their food, and then you had to take something as important as his vehicle for an entire day, which is an inconvenience for any fucking human to have your vehicle taken for an entire day, on top of the fact that you're staying there, on top of the fact that, like, let's say you had some judgment in your mind that your brother was some sort of money bags compared to you and so that none of this would be a big deal for him – That's enough to sort of build up some resentments that as adults, you're not going to vocalize the way you would when you're kids and be like, fuck you, pay me that fucking money. Like, I mean, like, I think like that's adult shit there. I I think that's probably where I'm differing because like I I have no problem. No, yeah. Like my sister and I get into arguments. (laughs) My sister like recently borrowed my car for a week because she didn't have hers. And like, I mean, yeah, I was like, well, can a bitch get some Uber, you know, money? Like something. But I still like vocalized that and like you said to her give me uber money yeah and like i mean i can show you the text receipts in the group chat with I, my mom no, I believe like you. i believe you i, do I just that. think it's strange that like someone doesn't feel comfortable enough to but like tell their brother like, little sister and your little oh, yeah. brother's like your little brother and like so but like by in a huge age gap these people are a year and a half apart yeah i think it's that also in my situation like i see my brother in person once a year like so there's not that kind of comfort level of like yeah. if it I saw sound like these two see each other a lot outside yeah. of their home environment they go but home I think, and see but each other I mean they, they still text each other I think that like they're pretty close if you're texting every day and like for him to know I think like for him to notice and like kind of think there's something weird like means that they're pretty close because you notice if like you talk to someone every day and like what you talk about and if like if that goes away bottom line pull her aside and yeah. like air your shit out yeah. like or give her space because yeah. like it seems like also if she doesn't want to tell you what it is she needs some space and like you can even start by saying like I'm officially going to stop asking you what's wrong between yeah. us because I know that there's something is and like I that's was, what I meant by like airing it yeah, out like, and I know like, something's going on yeah here. like go ahead be sorry. real but yeah. like if I'm going to give you time if if you feel when you feel like you can come to me but just want I just want you to know that I'd be open to any constructive criticism if you feel yeah. I owe you money if you feel like I trashed your place if you feel like I was uh came in drunk at night too loud and woke you up before work or whatever like yeah like whatever there's a lot is. of variables that that like she's not not going to nest I mean what if it's like this kid was out and he was out on the town and like he got fucked and came home late and she wound up telling his sister like, oh, sorry, I had a weird hookup. But this guy has had a hard relationship history. So, um, you know, his sister feels like, like bad giving giving him shit for finally getting laid, even though it set her off and made her late for work the next morning because she was woken up in the middle of the night. You know what I'm saying? Like, those are the sort of things where it's, like, that's where... Well, yeah, you know, I was going to say, it could also just be, like, the weirdest petty... You know, like, you could have, like, moved a candle that she really liked, you know, some weird position. Like, I think that the bottom line is, like, she either... She just needs to be told, like, hey, this is weird. I'm going to give you your space. And, you know, like, something has to happen. Because, I mean, for your, like, mom to notice, I think is pretty... Yeah. Like, significant. 
Come and to like, me when you're ready. Yeah, and like that means that like your dynamic is so off that like people are around you now. So something needs to happen. Like I would love to know what her problem is. And I I would honestly bet money because women are insane that like it's the stupid it's like the most petty reason. But add up all of the money that you Right, I was gonna my, say. Yeah, add up all of the money that you would have could, saved by if you but instead of going to a hotel instead yeah. of renting a car and ask yourself is it still a deal to only have had to pay for the oil change? I was going to say, yeah. And I think that, like, we're also used to, like, in this age of Venmo, if you do someone a favor, like, you know, them paying you back. And, like, I think that we all kind of feel entitled to being paid back. To those I ones, don't. Which you kind of do. I mean, I mean, whatever. But and I think it's also different that it's, like, his sister. There's things that I would do for, like, my siblings that I probably, like, wouldn't necessarily, like, assume I'd be paid back for or even ask them because it's just, like... When you're, like you said, when you're adding up, like, how much, like, an Airbnb or a hotel would have cost, like, that's what she's probably thinking about in her head. So I think that, like, yeah. he, he's feeling really entitled to that money when he's not thinking about the fact that, like, she's being put out of her home in a way. It bugged me when he said that she makes at least three times more than me because it made it, it, made, it, made it sound to me that he thinks her life is easy. And that's a snap, ju- that's a snap judgment yeah. about her salary, what she does with her salary, her right to her salary. Right. And you know what? If this, I, It sounds like your sister, she's making three times what you make at her age. It sounds like she's working really fucking hard. Yeah. And like, it's not your judgment. And also in general, like your sister's career is probably going to be shorter than yours. And, and once you are more in the active workforce, you're probably going to be making um, – you know, she's probably going to make 75 cents to your dollars. So, like, I really don't think that, like, it's fair for you to bring up another. I don't think it's fair when people yeah, bring up another fact, person's Yeah, word. the fact like, that he brought up that up, like, like tells me a few things. Like, one, that he's, like, probably younger than he's probably the baby. And like you mm-hmm. said, he's, you know, of course, mom is going to side with that. But then also that. And yeah, a bo- yeah. yeah, he's like just a li- I think he just I think he's just very entitled to probably life in general because you don't. You don't have these issues with people that was like <laughs> unless when you're, I was like, really co- entitled to, like, yes. what you think is, you know. Like, when right I was in you. college, my stepdad, my mom had married a wealthy guy. And I was like, why the fuck isn't Greg letting, like, sending me on spring break? Yeah. Like, you married a fucking rich guy. Why can't I go on spring break now? And it's like, he can afford it. Yeah. And it's like, just because he can afford it didn't mean that my fucking yeah, that ratty to shit ass to do with you. Yeah. to go to... <laughs> South Florida with my shitty friends for a weekend. You know what I mean? I was not entitled to a trip to Cancun because my mom had married a semi-wealthy guy. Right. So it just like there's when when you're when you're not making money, there's ways or not a lot of money. There's ways that you look look at people who do and you assume. Yeah. And you you try to start rationalizing like why you shouldn't have to do things or like pay for things or why you're entitled to a piece of what they've made. Right. You know, um. I don't know. Which, like, if that was the case, I'd be sitting on a lot of cash money right now. Yes. I know. I just, I feel, I feel for this kid, though, because I feel like this is also a very young argument. I was going to say, I think that he, I think that he's probably just, like, not as, I think he's a lot more green than his sister is and just probably hasn't, genuinely hasn't had this problem before and just doesn't. I think his feelings are really hurt because it's his sister. If they talk, if they're close. I'd also be interested to know if she owns versus rents because (laughs) when I have renters come into this house or stay with me, I notice how uncareless they are with certain things. 
And I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like, if you clog my toilet, I have to pay a lot of money for someone to come out here and do it. Or if that doorknob breaks, I have to replace that entire $120 doorknob. See, like, that's so weird to me because it's like, I obviously, like, rent a shitty studio downtown. But, like, I know those things. So it's weird. I think for, like, I think your friends are probably just... I don't think that's a renter thing. I think that's just like entitled. Well, renter's mentality and is that someone comes and fixes everything. Um, like the yeah. maintenance man will come and fix your thing. Like the maintenance man will come and unclog your toilet or make sure your heater's working or something. If my whatever doesn't work, the only person who fixes it is me or my yeah. money. And like, and usually it's both. So it's just like, and like, do I have time to do the 12 step process to fix something in my house? No. Yeah. I pro- so then I have to pay for it. <clears throat> that just sucks. That's like, that's a, that's a sucky thing that I don't think, I think that's a renter's mentality, which I don't, which is just if, if your sister's in a different phase in her life. Yeah. I was gonna say, it sounds like they're like in such different phases that like, they're not going to necessarily see eye to eye on like who owes money, who for an oil change. Because I mean, to her, if she's making three times as much as him, like that's probably like the pettiest shit that he could have asked, you know, for. It also sounds like he's like getting his master's degree and that she just went like straight out of college or straight out of high school and like hit the ground running because yeah. for only a year and a half older than him, it seems like she's miles ahead in her life. And um, that is either like, you know, I, I definitely know that like I've had some judgments about people that I'm like, you're just sitting around fucking collecting student debt while the rest of us are out here working. Yeah. Like, and that's like to, to my overeducated friends or sometimes overeducated listeners where I'm just like, so what do you have? A fucking bunch of loans and I do. Uh, and a master's in like philosophy, in entertainment. <laughs> yeah, like whatever. Um, let's take our next call because that, that's annoying to me. <sighs> hey, Miles, this is a third time I'm trying. Um, so I just want to talk a little bit about um, diversity. You a couple days ago were talking with um, a person of color about their roommate who is white um, and not really understanding the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, And I think that that's an issue that comes up in a lot of people's lives, not necessarily people who are black um, or people of color, because I don't know what crazy person is telling a person of color that the Black Lives Matter movement doesn't really matter, but I guess it's happening. And I think that it's, a necessity of white people to um, respond to that racism, I would say, um, and tell those people that this thing that is happening is 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 truly happening. It's not that people of color made it up. It's it's happening, and it needs to fucking stop. Um, and that. People of color are getting harassed and killed every single day because of the actions of white people. And I think it's fucking ridiculous. And I want to be a person who kind of helps with everything. Um, And I know it's challenging because I am um, a white person. Although I am gay, I, I still think that being white really takes over everything else and it makes me it makes me seem that I don't care and that is a challenge that I struggle with 
um, as a white person when trying to be an ally to people of color, but um, working with people of color to under to get them to get everyone to understand that I am um, on their side and not just another um, white person in the the machine of white people is really important to me. Um, I think that also being able to identify the things that you do on a day-to-day to make it better for everyone is really important and to, really important to highlight. Um, and I know you wanted people to call in about this. It was a while ago. It was super long ago, but I think that um, I have a little bit of important information to relate to people, especially white people in regards to people of color. Um, and I, I'm very much a big into this. So if there's anything that. Well, I'm really glad you called in about this and I'm disappointed you did it drunk, but I think that this is a really important issue He's that you, trying. I mean, you're really trying. I'll say that, like, that was the third time he called in. And with like the other two voicemails got cut off and were less clear. Like this, to was, be the, fair, this was the best effort. To so, be fair, I, I mean, also have to get really fucking drunk to deal <laughs> with racism in America. So I'm gonna have this guy's back and say like thank you. So for a little bit of context, um, this call that he's referring to actually happened the last time Alexis was here, and it was basically um, this black gay man with a white roommate. Who basically they had been friends for ten years. Who is a problematic fave. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they had been friends for ten years. They were roommates for I don't know how long. But he was basically negating his experience and saying things like "Black Lives Matter" is is like not a valid. Yeah, um, he was he was very all lives matter about it. And yeah, just, yeah. I think also I think was mentioned that he would just like say like random racial things about like black people's behavior or something. I want to say just. Just like I said, a problematic person in general. Kind of like hit, I think, all the check marks that I <laughs> keep oh handy yeah, <laughs> to, to run far away from. Um, I do want to say one thing, like what I picked up on was it sounds like you really stress yourself out with making sure that people of color like know that you know what's up. And I would like really advise you to just not do that as much just because, I mean, speaking for myself, like. I can tell a Alexis, mile away. You, you, do you want to self-identify so that people yeah, know? Yeah, speaking as a very angry black woman <laughs> who talks to her dog all day. Um, Who's white, by the way. Yeah, my dog is a white male. <laughs> I will go on record and say. I want to say, I think he's white passing, though. But, like, this is another conversation. <laughs> he has, like, really curly, just, nappy just, hair. Just he's white passing, okay? It's so funny. Like, don't oh, come in for him like don't. this. <laughs> um, I will say... That, like, as a black woman, it's very easy for me to, like, meet someone and know if they're real, if they're not. And it it gets, it's very easy, I think, especially in this, like, climate that we're in to know when someone's being genuine about their thoughts and feelings on race issues versus, like, when they're just, like, trying to, like, make a joke about, like, afros to me. Like, I think that, like... I, I can tell that you're like very concerned about this and I just like I want you to just not stress out like maybe get like a massage or something because... or or someone who's trying to be aware because that's like the cool thing to do now is to right. be aware it's just like oh my white privilege like... yeah like I I mean like I've recently had to end I think it was four friendships at once that Molly was like 
you know, witnessing just because I there already these- say I was I, I barely made the cut. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's hanging on by a thread, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> um but the, the, these people are like they're people that are very vocal, I realized on Facebook about making sure that they share Black Lives Matter links and making sure that they were like very vocal during the election and you know, for all intents and purposes, like on the surface, we're very quote unquote woke when like in reality, like these people could not care less about like me or my life as a black woman any less. So it's and like that's obviously something that I identified myself. So I think that I don't want you to worry about like me knowing that you care about black people because I mean, for one, you're calling and that says, you know, a shit ton there. Um, and I think that it's really, it's kind of important. I think that like, I feel bad sometimes because I feel like a lot of my white friends don't necessarily know that. And think I think that a lot of them think that I want them to do more, but I mean, at this point, like all I can wish for and hope for is like you being aware of your white privilege and you acknowledging that, like, even though that you're a gay man that has been discriminated against that, like, that's just like a drop in the bucket to, you know, what a gay man of color might experience like you alone already knowing that and acknowledging that is enough for me. And like, I already know that we're able to, you know, move forward from that. At the same time, we can't speak on behalf of all people of color. I would like to speak for all 24 year old black girls who put their dogs in overalls. But I will, but I will say that for me, like for just, I, you know, I think it is important that you call people out when you hear them, when you, when you hear something, say something. But, like, I definitely, you know, was a couple of people that I consider to be, you know, friends of mine or people in my life that I care about have said to me, like, yeah, ma'am, but it's, like, all lives matter. <laughs> and, like, I've said, I've said before on this podcast, I think even in the last episode you were in, is that, like, saying Black Lives Matter um, is, like, saying, like, save the rainforest in the sense that it's saying that we're not – it's not saying fuck all forests. It's like yeah. this is what needs our attention. Like fuck right Joshua now. Tree. Like no. yeah, no. And like what I really, I really feel that like when conversations like this come up, is that like people who know who they are and know what what they feel like they don't need to defend themselves or feel and and need to get super vocal in that conversation. Yeah. In fact, I feel like most people who understand the movement, understand where we are in our country right now, and understand what needs to be taken care of in terms of just pushing forward and changing the way that people think and act and live their lives. Um, I find that in those situations, my the best use of me is to just shut the fuck up and listen. And like that is just, I think, the best way to show support is like we talk a lot. Like we get a lot of opportunities to talk and be heard and stuff like that. So it's... When it comes to stuff like this, it's about listening. And you kind of touched on this earlier. And is this a separate call that we got about Black Lives Matter? Or is this the call where you said that your opinion has shifted a lot about... Oh, yeah. So it's in reference to, like, the call that he's making. And it was actually mm-hmm. a letter. It wasn't a call. Yeah. But, um, like, my, my advice at the time was, like, to try to talk to the white roommate about his experiences. And, like, I actually really put the onus on the hit on... Um, the person writing the letter, the black person writing yeah. the, the letter, because I was like, "You're the only black person in his life. Like, you're this yeah. is like the window that you have to like maybe change the tide." But honestly, it, it's changed because that's exhausting to have to be yeah. in the face of that. Someone who completely like doesn't acknowledge your humanity, your struggle, and to try to like, okay. 
try to convince them and just be polite about yeah, it. Yeah, like give up the old college try like, like one more time. Just, and, and then like to try to change their mind. It's yeah. like that's a lot to like like feelings that you have yeah. to shove down in yourself in order to kind of get over that yeah. hump and reach and like out that, to that person. Yeah. And like now I think my advice would be like if it's emotionally taxing for you, don't engage. Yeah, because like, I was going to say your... it's important that those who do feel comfortable continue or right. who do feel they have it in or, or today is that day where they want to like say something back. I think that that is crucial. I think that there's no way that anyone's going to learn any information unless it's being put out there directly right. to them, especially if it's by someone they care about that affects that's even more effective. But it's not your job to convince your entire college classroom. It's not your job to convince someone that after this conversation, you're not going to have a personal relationship with them anymore. Um, or if you feel like if this is someone I live with and I'm going to have to be a fucking dartboard for this, these types of questions right. anytime they want, yeah. that's not your job either. And I think, by the way, that's a strong boundary to have in life in any situation right. is that if you are being – if you're trying to help to the point that you're officially being put out, you're no longer helping anyone. Like at that point, you're just killing yourself. Yeah, don't like, do it yeah. at the cost of your own sanity. And don't, not anything. Not. Yeah, Take and, care of yourself first. Yeah. And like that was like, I think what I was trying to convey even with that letter is like, I think that for this, you know, guy, this like white guy to like be living with it, Like, I think like it takes a lot of guts for this person to even at, like say to a black person, like, oh, I don't understand Black Lives Matter. So like. To me, it already just kind of like sounded like a lost cause, you know, from the jump because, yeah. you know, for you to like that take like you, you're like you're pretty ballsy to like say to someone like this cause that you feel really passionate about is fucking stupid, you know, like. So, I mean, I think that he was already kind of at a loss from there. And I think it's also I know. it's 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 interesting because it's like, at, you know, there's are people there's people that I, you know, I know that like probably have only been. Like, they probably haven't been introduced to, like, intersectional feminism, for example. So, I and I think, like I said, it's easy for, it's kind of easy to be able to identify, like, if that's happened versus, like, if this person's just a fucking asshole, you know. Or if, I, I get, or, like, if they're just maybe, like, a white woman who just was raised in a way to not even have to have thought about intersectional feminism. And because we've used that term a couple times today, just, like, do you guys mind defining intersectional feminism for people at home who might not know what that means? Here we go. Um, I mean, intersectional feminism is just kind of, I, get, I would describe it as, like, realizing that, like, that, what is it, 75 cents to a dollar? Mm -hmm. Really only that, like, a woman makes... Only, only applies, applies to, to white, white women, women and it yeah. gets lower when you go to black women and it gets even lower when you go to like Hispanic women and I make no dollars because I'm unemployed. <laughs> it's recognizing that there are other hurdles besides yeah. our femininity that mm -hmm. we have to overclimb and that like just because you only deal with the woman part of it and like right. acknowledge the race or the queerness of us. Right. And like, we're doing I, a really yeah. poor job. I'm sorry. I would give an example of like if like like if you it's where existing what people existing feminism meets all of the other issues that in, yeah. that can exist under the gender of woman. Yeah. And I think that like or the, people really. I yeah. Mean, like yeah. the D.C. Women's March like had a very diverse, you know, like board. And I think like the, the creators of the founders, I think that like their intentions were to be very like intersectional and very much like about like every person in America. And I think that like that probably got looked over by that like sea of like pink knitted hats which was like i would probably define as like the best example of current day white feminism versus 
This is like a brief explainer from a box article. And I have a trouble like explaining things out loud extemporaneously. Same. So that was I feel embarrassed that I like stumbled upon stumbled <laughs> yeah. along this de- definition of intersectional feminism that I've been using this entire episode. But um, it's the idea that many women are members of other marginalized groups, which affects their experiences. Mm-hmm. That right. was just like a short. Right. So in short, like while Molly and I both might get catcalled, mine might be a little more aggressive or racially charged. And I also understand that my experience as a Latina does not necessarily reflect your experience. Right. Yeah, there's levels to it. It's levels to the shit, man. Yeah. And vice versa with Christina's yeah. experiences. Yeah. Well, that was a really wonderful yeah. combo, you guys. Thank you for sharing. Thank you to our caller for bringing that up. That was a good jumping point, even though I think you were drunk. And um, yeah, and if you want to be, a, if you're wondering drunk. about how to be a go- good ally, there's so many think pieces written about it. Just Google. And I would say that I think he's really... Let's link to some good ones, though, because there's probably a lot out there that are not helpful. There's a lot of questionable ones. Use, like, yeah, major outlets. But I would say, I think that he's... I, I would argue that he's already a very good ally because he seems like... I mean, for one thing, he's very obviously like blackout drinking to deal with mm-hmm. <laughs> the current state of America, which like power to you, my friend. Godspeed. Once we find out he has some like serious disability <laughs> and we're just like ruining his life. Don't we all? I mean, this- we do. Don't worry. You're in good company. <laughs> yeah. Like table. me and Molly are also like pro- very much gone. But um, I think that you're you're doing a good job. I, I, I don't know like what your journey is, but I would advise just you know keep talking to your friends of color and like molly said listen to them you know and if you and keep talking to your white friends too and try to get them to understand like the work is as much your responsibility as it is our responsibility to raise awareness of right and you know i also want to say that like we're really spoiled out here because i you know find that even on like my worst dates or worst like oh friend hangs where i haven't seen someone for a while the person is at least aware of the terminology, maybe not the importance of it or what it necessarily fully means, but it's at least somewhere on their radar and they have a sketch of the idea, whether it be perfect or imperfect or whatever. Um, I think what's really important is also speaking back to our families because I have a lot of yeah. conversations with people out here who are like, yeah, man, like, I mean, I've, I've had three people this week tell me like, yeah, man, like, you know, I totally am like, you know, with the cause, like I'm totally here for, you know, everything and overturn Trump. We need equality in this country, blah, blah, blah. But like my family, though, like back home, it's just like so bad. And I saw a a headline this week that said millennials willing to uh, risk family relationships in order to share their political opinions. And it was like, almost like, can you believe that millennials are willing to like you know yeah withdraw themselves from their family and i have to say yes i like, can't hell yeah that. yeah and i think that's what should be happening and i you know caused a, a little bit of an, a, a snag in some things in my family because i outed one of my uncles who was running a very conservative fake news twitter on my feed yeah and i you know i just was like i'm sorry like i'm just like really grossed out by this and like right. i just and and i think that you you know we all have that quote unquote like racist grandma um mm-hmm. analogy that we go to, which is like you're not gonna change your racist grandma. And is that right? That's true. That's probably true. A lot of the times you're not gonna change these people, but what you can do is say what you lose from being this way is right. me in your life. Yeah. And I'm not gonna ask you to see the other side of it. I'm not gonna ask you to do something that you've already said you're not gonna do. You came in at a, on a no. 
That's fine. Yeah. What I'm not going to do is subject myself to it or pretend it's okay or stand next to you in a family photo because that yeah. that to me would be like taking a picture with David Duke at this point with some of the <laughs> shit that you've said. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to like – my family was the Westboro Baptist Church or the fucking, you know, you know, Dukes or the Trumps or whatever. I wouldn't take a picture with any of those people right now. I wouldn't want to be seen with them. Yeah. Um, and that's – you know, something that I feel is uh, really unfortunate is I feel like a lot of us have, are going to have to do what a lot of the disenfranchised have had to do for many years is go out and make your own families because right. the families that we were born into were not necessarily reflective of our beliefs or safe for us or for our lifestyles or supportive of us or um, anything like that. So this is, I think, a time to not just be vocal with your white friends because a lot of us have white friends that at least have an idea of what's going on and know it's wrong. It's it's about reaching out to the other people and saying, I'm saying no to this. I'm turning this down. They learn nothing from it. That's one thing. But they will be alone when they die. And that is, I think, the goal. <laughs> what? <laughs> white women are honestly yeah. insane. Like, I love it. But, like, damn. What? I'm sorry. It's no, like- it's a good point. And also, it's just kind of like, especially when it comes to family, it's like, it's quite literally not even worth it for like you, for example, to go visit with that person who you, I will say, dragged on Twitter. Like, like one of it's my literally favorite not worth people it for you emotionally. my whole life. Yeah, from one of my favorite people my whole life. And I realized, like, yeah, there's probably going to be a family event I see him at. And yeah. it's probably going to be very tense. And But like, I- at least he knows now that like, like, you're passionate about this before a reason you know it's like it's not like if you loved this person it's not like you would just go off and snap for any reason so it's no it's like a you're out of line yeah at the very least like even if he doesn't agree with you he now knows that he has taken things i'm not a safe space for those for the that sort of comment commentary or those sort of remarks or that sort of beliefs and i'm not gonna like I'm not even going to, like, nod in silent agreement right. just to get through the fucking meal anymore. Yeah. Like, and I think that, like, that's, like, a problem that I've seen with a lot of white people is that, like, it doesn't – I mean, like, you, like, being understanding to, like, other people's experiences only matters if you're using that to, like you said, bring it to the other attention of other white people or other people that are, like, disenfranchising other, you know, others. It it doesn't – it doesn't really do with it like anything if you're just like keeping this information to yourself. Yeah. You're not you're just you're just talking to a wall because, you know, while you're now aware of it, what are you doing with it? Yeah. And you know, the thing is is that I don't think I would have gone so forcefully, but I felt when I saw my uncle at close to six thousand Twitter followers, right. I said, You're talking to enough people that I feel like I can say this back to you. Yeah. And it wouldn't be better if he was just passing it around his small town or whatever. That wouldn't necessarily be better, but it's so much more harmful. Exactly. And so that's the reason why I felt like I needed to go so hard with it. And I'm certainly not suggesting that everyone goes out and dis- dis- like uh, disowns their family. Like, I- I- that's a tall order. But right. But there's definitely um, – I mean, there's also a benefit to, like, being annoying and keep seeing those people and keep challenging them. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. No. Word. Sorry. And I'm still Don't be sorry. I'm, I don't know. I'm still I feel like I'm still learning how to be strong in my opinions about my self-identity in a lot yeah, of ways. Yeah, me too. I think that like this I, I like it's it's all it's I think it's all very new to me in the sense of like being vocal with it and being yeah. 
you know, because we've we've been women of color, obviously, our entire well, lives. Well, I mean, so it's like oh, that different. idea of being women. It's just like, oh, you're not supposed to speak up. You're right. not and like yeah. overcoming that. And then yeah. also the idea of like being polite to people who like. I was going to say, I think and, that- and you have also fallen into like a couple accidental minefields in the, your quest to be as um, like um, to share your knowledge with people as possible. And I think that is one of the also scary things is that even when you're talking and trying to say something that is like a yeah. full round thought that that you that you think is important, there's always going to be someone who said that like, yeah, but but the way that you said that is problematic because right. really the issue is this and. That is where I ask that we all start to like have a little bit of, if we can, a firm yet softer dialogue at the same time, if that's any way. Because like yeah. if if Christina or if I or if you or if anyone is doing their best to try and put out there a good message, especially when we're living in a world where there's so much new language being used, there's so many new – there's theories are being modified and updated yeah. every single day um, – there's going to be times where people get the words wrong and we got to do our best to talk to them the way that we would want to be spoken to if we were trying to be our best person and, right. and give the best message possible, but maybe didn't nail it perfectly. Because if these issues were easy to talk about, we would have been talking about them when they first became very, right. very it wouldn't have taken this much and to talk to them about, talk about them spontaneously like off the cuff without right. having to like sit down and like oh these are my thoughts these are how i want to express yeah. them yeah so, yeah. yeah and that's what this is and that's what a lot of com- i mean that's what conversation in life is is that you know if you walked around with a ted talk about it too that would also be weird so it's like kind of you know it's it that's what conversation is it's going to be like a method of discovery and it's it's always going to be something of um, it's going to be disorganized, yet um, hopefully have a purpose. And I think that that is just something we need to keep in mind. As a as a community of Please Advise, let's just keep it to Please Advise. Um, please Advise, like, I like it when we don't, you know, yell at each other, when we take time to try to explain things as kindly as possible, when we share our, like, if you hate something that was said today, write in about it. But, like, write it in a way that, speaks to your point. This is the year for me of of not letting people get off message because that's when things get fucking sloppy and yeah. that's when movements get destroyed is because people go off message and everyone wants to talk about how Donald Trump is an orange man right. as opposed to the fact that he's an Islamophobe, a rapist, a fucking terrorist. Like, I mean, he is yeah. a domestic terrorist. Like, with the, there are so many things. If Donald Trump was the most handsome man in the entire world, but still who he is, right? Inside, like, what would we go off of? And what would be? Well, I mean, there's, you know, you. So I just think that we gotta do our the best we can to stay on message and help each other learn. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that because I get a lot of like Twitter replies that are like disagreeing with me, like with my my tweet about how like California isn't this like liberal wonderland. Someone replied, um, I guess this white passing man replied and was like, well, this doesn't allegedly white passing. I still don't believe you. Whatever your Twitter handle is. Um, he His handle was white passing man. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> That's what it, he, I hope he changes it to that. But he was kind of he he was like arguing the fact that like my experience doesn't mean that California isn't this like liberal wonderland, which like by definition, like if I'm from California and I'm telling you that it's like not right. a certain way you literally have the right to tell me that it's that i'm wrong in that um well that's the thing is that we probably paint 
people probably paint us the way that we paint Iowa, where we're that where we're like there could be no liberals, there is. could be no liberals yeah. in Iowa, there could be no like good liberal-hearted people in Iowa, and then people look at Southern California and think like, oh, that's a land of like hippie love and fucking millionaires that just want to give their money away and smoke weed and like be like all like interracial and shit, and like <laughs> that is not sodomy. Yeah, they're just like they love interracial sodomy and weed out out there in LA which is by the way to an extent not wrong yes, but I'm not going to deny but also um but also there's you know there's well, that still was a, a lot thing. of issues like this, here this too. guy was from California or yeah. I think lived here probably Bakersfield vom if that's the case cuz like, Bakersfield soups conservative yeah, Bakersfield like, is like hella problematic there's pockets of LA that are very very conservative right Calabasas yeah. People are rocking Make America Great Again hats in Calabasas. Oh, yeah. They're probably turning up right now with all their matching hats on. Yeah. And by the way, I saw a really upsetting video the other day from a protest where some woman walked was up to Was pepper a- sprayed? Yep. I was kind of into it because I looked at the rest of her tweets and she's a dummy. No, but she might be a dummy. But you guys, like, when you're fucking pepper spraying someone, guess who looks like the asshole? You. Like, it doesn't matter. You don't pepper yeah. spray someone who's giving an interview on the news that only makes us look terrible. Whether you think I, yeah, sure. Do we all want this woman to be pepper sprayed? Yes. Molly said, ha- just don't pepper spray them when there's any cameras don't around. Don't pepper spray when the cameras are around. And also, in general, <laughs> violence is not the best way to get your point across. And I think that we know that. Uh, yeah. But I also think that, like, if windows aren't broken, like if you don't smash a Starbucks window, that like people aren't going to. Pay no, I'm not talking to you. about looting. No, I get. No, I get what you're saying. <laughs> I'm talking about a liberal Honestly, woman. If there's gonna be like a loot that like like at the Grove, like please let a bitch uh, know I because know. like I will turn the fuck up for yeah, that. Yeah, I'll loot like, at the Americana with you. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm so down for yeah. Americana looting. But like, like but here, we're gonna but be on a no fly. I list would rather do that now. on purge night with you as yeah. opposed to a sort of any sort of. I'm so ready. Like I'm over I mean, Black you know Friday. We're gonna get purge. Yeah. And like by the way, like I think this the the like main um main uh villain in the last purge movie was um designed after you. Like, I think really? she's based on you. Are you talking about the like the like purge election year? Yeah. Okay, she's a black girl with pigtails who listens to Miley Cyrus and wears a pink <laughs> tutu and she like she comes for some guy that wouldn't let her shoplift donuts from the store that day. And I was like, that's Alexis on Purge Night. Like, that's, literally a, that's Alexis this morning. <laughs> up, playing party in the USA in a pink tutu fucking bringing a gun to the man who would not let her steal donuts that day. She's like, welcome to Purge Night, bitch. That is, that, that's very me. Wow, I'm gonna Party watch Party in the that. USA. As soon as I I was like, oh, like, they must follow Alexis on Twitter, too. I really think that sometimes. Like, I'll just see these things where I'm just like, this is so messy, but... Why are they in my Twitter? <laughs> yeah, like, I'm gonna lock my account. Like, there's no telling. All of Hollywood has stolen you. I really think they You're have. archetype. They really have. It's. I need some dollar bills for it, though. Okay, kids. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Please Advise. You guys, always, we need your calls. 323-450-7408. Remember, 323-450-7408. We can't do our show unless you call. That's how the show works. Yeah. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. But, Alexis, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Sassy Black Diva unless you're problematic. Or if you don't like buttheads, don't don't tweet follow me. me if you don't. Yeah, like, like honestly, don't follow me. Don't tweet me if you don't like ABC Family shows. 
Um, yeah, How do you same. feel about the Fosters? I love the Fosters. I think I might get into that. The tonight. Fosters is my Ooh. favorite show about an interracial lesbian couple with foster children. Should I so eat good. a weed gummy and watch the Fosters? Yes, yes, okay. yes, yes. Like it's so good. <laughs> it's produced by Jennifer Lopez. Ooh. I mean, she like all lives matters once, so I she did. She did. Yeah, I know. I'm so and sorry, also lady. she thinks Drake loves her. I know. Like but and she has such good baby hair. Hashtag not all Lopez's. Not all Lopez's. <laughs> but why? Why? Uh, why I does think, Drake go out? Why did Drake go I out with that Drake. that adult film actress? And like who? She, the, they were like this. He he. I honestly out, hate Drake so much that like I I. He went out with some woman in London who was like they were like. Drake was seen with adult film actors like J-Lo's not going to like it when she hears about this. And I'm like, um, it's on the Daily Mail. I'm pretty sure she's heard about it. Additionally, pretty sure their relationship is fake. Thirdly, like, why are you referring to her as like the adult film stunner? I'm like, she's okay. Like, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know like how Drake found her. It seems like she's done like 12 porns. Honestly, I just hate Drake. So like, I want to fist fight Drake. You do? Why? I'm not really sure. I just want to. I want to fist. You don't him. want good things for him. No, I, I worked at a Drake CD signing at the Crenshaw Mall once, um, which is, like well, has nothing to do. But no, other aside from that, like I just, I just something about his face. I just want to beat his ass. I see. I love Degrassi, and I get super I do offended when people call him wheelchair Jimmy because I'm like, if you even, I'm ask, like, you don't even know his journey, all right? <laughs> no, like, don't even ever fucking tell me that the greatest thing Jimmy Brooks went through was getting Thank shot. Thank you. Ashley dumped his ass. Like, ugh, Ashley ruined that man. Like he, t- he took Ashley back when she was goth. Goth Ashley, dude. Goth Ash- Ashley was very. She was. Sad. Dude, she was getting shit done though. Sadly. As sad as she was. Sadly. <laughs> um, all right, you guys. Love you. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.